Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Through 25 seasons, hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Today, we're talking to the grown-ups. So scoot those young kids to another room. This show is about pornography and erotica. Some of the images and conversation for today are not appropriate for your children. So here is a statistic that may floor you. I was floored by this. It's reported that one out of three consumers of online porn in this country are women. And that means that, and they're all looking at each other going, really? <laughs> mm -hmm. That means that 13 million women view porn online at least once every month. And how about this? 70% of women keep their online viewing secret. So that means you may not be watching porn, but Robin and Kirsten and Keisha down the street, Somebody's watching. They may be. So today, Lisa Ling brings us. She goes everywhere. She goes to all the most dangerous places. And today, she's bringing us a special report on women, erotica, and porn. How mainstream is it? America spends $10 billion on pornography every year. And there's no question more and more women are watching and buying erotica and porn. Just press the power button, and it's there on popular cable TV channels, in hotel rooms, and on your computer. I would say that 30 to 40% of the market is female. Now, some of that is men who rent movies to watch with their wives. We saw this huge couples market that was untapped, and nobody was really going after. And it made sense. Steve Hirsch is the Ivy League-educated CEO of the world's largest adult film studio, Vivid Entertainment. Do the films that women consume, uh, are they different from the ones that men buy? 
Yeah, they are a little bit. I think that there's more foreplay, there's more tease. Women, in, in a lot of cases, like to watch movies with storylines. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Steve allowed me to drop by the set of one of Vivid's adult films. I met the actors just moments before their scene. Uma is a 23-year-old newcomer. This is her first time. Oh, and I think that the gentleman who Uma will be having sex with has just arrived, so. Hi. Hola. Hey. Oh, how you doing? Nice to meet you. So this is how it is. You just kind of meet and... Exactly. This, this is normal. Okay, how many times have you done this before? I've done this for 11 years, so 2,000 maybe, okay. 2,000, roughly. I don't keep track. What do you think, Uma? <laughs> what she talked about, nervous, but it's just a job for her. She's taking it as a job. Is that how you look at it too? Exactly, exactly. Can't take it too personal, but I'm married, so this is my job. I'm just gonna start here with a little kissing. Mm -hmm. Getting to know you. Okay. Wow, awkwardness. Weird. Wow, okay. <laughs> They're definitely going at it. You know, it's, it's strange. I mean, it, I can't really describe it. I can't really put it into words. It's people having sex who've never met before, right next to me, in front of cameras. It's another culture, I guess, but it's, it, it happens to be uh, one of the most lucrative industries on earth. So I heard you didn't stay in the room? It, it, it was very awkward. Look, I'm not, I'm not a prude or anything, but just being up so close, it, it was just kind of perfunctory. They just kind of did it as a job. It, so it was not, not sexy for the people working on set. It was just very kind of rote. So uh, we noticed that she wasn't speaking English. So she was, is she new to the country, new to the industry? She, you said this is her first time. This is her first time doing a film a, a, like that? An adult film. An adult she film. had just moved from Paraguay about a week before she shot the scene. And she said she came specifically to work in this industry. She had thought about it for a year uh, and decided to come to the United States where she believes it's a lot safer to do than overseas. So she knew she, what she was getting into. She, she knew absolutely she was there to do knew that film. what yeah. she was getting into. Uh -huh. Yeah. And because the industry is becoming more mainstream, more and more young women are wanting to pursue it as a career, which is, is a little disturbing into itself. Well, if one out of three online viewers they know 
I don't know how accurate we know the statistic is, but that's the statistic I was given. If one out of three online viewers of porn are women, then that would mean it's pretty mainstream. Yeah, but here's something that I thought was really interesting. We talk a lot about pay inequity in this country between women and men. Yes. Uh, porn is one of the industries where women make far more than men and they work less. Uma, for example, uh, Steve said would probably make about $1,500 for that scene. If she works three times a week, she could make $5,000. And if she, has four, she works 40 weeks per year, she could make up to uh, $200,000 a year. So this is Carrie, who's a mother of four, who uh, owns an upscale uh, sex store called G Boutique here in Chicago. And Carrie is uh, joining us on Skype. So you have a store, and it's called the G Boutique. And what is the purpose of the G Boutique? Is that named after the G spot? G for G spot, G string, G for girls, whatever okay. you want it to be. The G can work whichever way you want it to work. Okay. Exactly. And so, what is your store? What What do people come? What would, What do people come to your store for? Women. We opened the store seven years ago, specifically for women and couples to come in and feel comfortable looking at porn, looking at toys, and also buying beautiful lingerie all in one spot, so that you could feel sexy and empowered and beautiful and, and still be looking at porn. And it was okay. And, it's, and it should be okay for women. Why, Carrie, do you think it's so popular with, with women? And these are just, you know, working women, mothers, stay-at-home moms, regular folks, well, I think, right? I think we're all just regular women and we all kind of need that, need that sexual part of our lives. And we, and for so long we felt like we felt embarrassed about it. So I think that now that it's beginning to be a little bit more acceptable, mm -hmm. we're really taking advantage of it and, and having fun with it and going further with it. And, you know, whether you're married and just trying to spice up your life or, or you're more experienced with it, I mean, there should be something for everybody. So seven years ago, you had this idea that you could turn women's interest in erotica into a boutique. What was going on that you thought that we're, we're moving in a direction where I can now actually make a living out of, you know, and take care of my four kids and out of having women come in and have this kind of experience? I think it started because I, I knew that I wanted a place to go like that. And I think I talked to my best friend, who's my business partner, and she felt the same way. And all our friends felt the same way. We all wanted that, but we didn't have any place to go to get it. So people come in, they buy movies, they buy erotic movies. Or, yes. And they buy... We have movies, and they are there are more storylines. There's They're more artsy. They're not just your basic porn that men have been getting for years. They're... They're, they're ones that we think will appeal more to women. Okay. Well, very interesting. Thank you very much. So, something's going on in bedrooms across America. The porn business is cashing in to the tune of about $10 billion a year. Comcast, the nation's largest cable company, pulled in an estimated $50 million last year from adult programming alone. And it has been reported that one in three consumers of online porn in our country, America, are now women. So the times are changing. Jenna Jameson is the biggest adult entertainment star in the world, and she's been credited by some for bringing porn to the masses. Take a look at Jenna. Jenna Jameson built an empire on porn. 
She rose to international fame in over 100 soft and hardcore adult films that have sold millions of copies worldwide, including the best-selling adult DVD of all time. At the height of her career, Jenna was making $60,000 for just a day and a half of work. Her company, Club Jenna, at one time, earned a reported $30 million a year. Jenna is one of the few porn stars to cross over into the mainstream. She's been featured in Forbes, appeared in movies, and even has a wax figure at Madame Tussauds Museum. Her best-selling autobiography, How to Make Love Like a Porn Star, was co-written by New York Times contributor Neil Strauss. It spent six weeks on the New York Times bestsellers list. In 2006, Jenna sold her company to Playboy for reported tens of millions of dollars. Last year, she retired from making movies. She gave birth to twin sons with her partner, five-time ultimate fighting champion, Tito Ortiz. So, hi, Jenna. Welcome hi. to the show. Thank you. So, did you notice when there was... Did you notice the shift in more women becoming interested in pornography? Absolutely. I, you know, I decided to write my book in 2004. When I went on my book signing tour and I looked out over the, the 5,000 people there for autographs, three quarters of them were women. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to myself, my God, look what this has become. Mm -hmm. And the women were there, why? I think that inside of every woman, there's a little Jenna Jameson. Mm -hmm. So when women, you started to notice when you did your book and all of these women are in line, the title of the book, right. How to Make Love Like a Porn Star, is what I thought put a lot of women in the line. Right. Absolutely. And what is the number one qu question women want, oh, wow. want, want you to answer for them? You'd be really surprised how open women are with me. I think because they've read my book, they, they feel like they know me. So mm -hmm. uh, the very first question out of their mouths is, you taught me how to give oral sex, and my husband thanks you. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, um, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm not a professional. It's just something that um, I love doing. I felt very sexual all my life, and I just applied it. Well, I would think that you would be the most professional we would know. I, I guess. I, I mean, I always. If you, Jenna Jameson, are not a professional at oral sex, <laughs> then who is? <laughs> You'd be surprised. I really haven't been with that many people. You, I, I know other women that have never even watched a porn movie that have been with more men than me. How many men have you been with? Well, I always had a, a certain number of men that I would be with prior to you mean getting professionally. married. professionally. Yeah, professionally. And it was usually around three or four men. Really? Only yeah. three or four men? Yeah. I always like to know my partners on some level because then it made the scene so much more beautiful and sexual. So when you first started out, we were just talking about this young girl, Uma, uh, probably, uh, Lisa was saying, was going to make what? 1500 1500 So when you first started out, you were making how much a day? Well, I, I had a, a different story. I went into um, a company called Wicked, which was about the same as Vivid at the mm. time. And um, I told them, listen, this is what I want. This is how much I want. And at the time, I felt comfortable with right around six to $10,000 for a scene. Mm -hmm. And so you were paid by scenes? By scenes, yes. Yeah. That's, that's what I felt comfortable yeah. with. Some Not women by, and there were may be, by movies. Uh, OK, so then there may be one or two or three or five scenes in a day? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, so it was a lot of money coming in, but I just, 
my thing was I wanted to be the number one porn star in the world. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it with dignity. And I wanted to change things because this industry was run by men. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, so let me ask you this, because I was just having a conversation with some producers earlier, and they were saying, well, they had no judgment of porn stars because they were saying nobody grows up wanting to be a porn star. True. But you just said, I wanted to be the number one porn star in the world. Well, so. when, I, when I saw this opening for, for someone to make a lot a little, of money. But you didn't grow up as a little girl thinking, I want to be the I number one. I wanted to do what you do. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, I, I, I always felt like I, I needed to be in front of an audience and um, I wanted to touch people's lives. And, you know, I may be touching them in a different way. way but my way. <laughs> exactly. You can, say, exactly. you can sing that song and say, I did it. My, my way. way. Exactly. Yes, your way. So you wanted to touch people's lives. You end up being a porn star. Yes. You decide that if I'm going to be a porn star, if I'm going to be in the business. I want to be the biggest and the best in the business. Right, and I wanted to change things for other women in the industry because I had seen some terrible things happen to, to women in the industry. And they, and they Like what? They weren't calling their own shots. And I really didn't understand how women could do something so incredibly personal and not be serious about it and say, listen, I am not going to have sex with more than one man in a scene. I'm not going to, you know, do it in the back. I'm not going to do all these different things that they don't feel comfortable with. And I, I changed the industry for up-and-coming starlets. It was important for me to do that. And that is by what? Setting your own standard? Mm-hmm. And saying, Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. But can you do that, though, if you're desperate? So you... Well, you shouldn't be doing it if you're desperate. Okay, but my point is that if you are a person who is desperate, you need the money for whatever reason, mm -hmm. uh, that woman is more likely to be put in the position so she will do whatever she needs to do absolutely, to get the money. Absolutely, but I, I think it's important to go in knowing that you as a woman is an asset to these porn companies because we're the ones who sell the movies. We sell the movies. No man goes into a porn shop and says, oh, well, I want to see Peter North. No, they want to see Jenna Jameson. Mm -hmm. So women getting into the industry n need to know that they are an asset and they're the ones that should be making all the money. And that is why women get paid more, is that correct? Yes, for the, for the male-targeted porn, but maybe now that more... Even the females. Females on. have their own favorite girls. You know, you know, just like all the girls out there love Paris Hilton or, or whoever, they have their favorite porn stars. male-targeted porn... The men weren't really that good looking, but in female targeted porn, it's important that both the man and the woman. Well, isn't are male targeted porn? And... It, it's not about the, what they look like in the face; it's about how big their penises are, or how long they can work, essentially, and how well they do their job. Absolutely, and that's why you can see back in the day. How well, meaning 70s, for how long? For how long? Yeah, and whether they can do it on cue, and because nobody wants to work with somebody who isn't able to do their job. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's embarrassing, you know? Yes. It's like, oh, am I not cute? Am I, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay, so then here's the question we get to ask you. When you're in these scenes, 
are, and you just, you know, you sound like a businesswoman. This is a job, this is what I will do, this is what I will not do. And you are giving the impression in the scenes that you are really have, kind of having a good time. There. Yeah. Are you having actress. a good time? Uh, for me, in the beginning, it was, it was new, it was fresh. I was, I was young, I was crazy. But then um, I ended up not really liking it, not having that connection, feeling kind of weird about it. So I ended up taking a year off, mm -hmm. um, met my husband at the time, felt deeply in love, and uh, we decided to start my company, Club Jenna. Mm -hmm. And um, we both looked at each other at one time and said, you know, should we take this to the next level? Should we, should we make this a multi-million dollar company? Um, and if we do, we're going to have to... Is this your current husband or your... My ex-husband Your ex-husband, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, and we looked at each other and we were like, yeah, we need, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. Let's so have sex with him together. A, you work with him a lot, right? Six years of my, of my, my career. Which was is, with him. A lot of people, that's a big misconception about me in the industry is that I, they think, oh, she's had thousands of partners. She's, she's a slut, she's a whore, all these things. But... In actuality, I had sex with my husband most of the time, and I think that that's why my movies sell so well, because you can see love. That there was a connection yeah. there. And so when you were ha making love or having sex, do you call it making love if you're working? No. Okay, so what do you call it? Having sex. Yeah, okay. Going so, for it, okay. doing it. Okay, so <laughs> if you're having sex on camera with your husband, would, you be, would it be enjoyable? Would it be pleasurable to you? I, I always had a great time. Mm -hmm. I had a great time. There, and was it different with your husband than with other men? Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. There was a level of comfortability. I, you know, we were able to kind of look at each other throughout the scene and joke around, and it, it was fun. It was it was comfortable, and I felt like I felt in love with your husband. Yeah. Okay, so let's say you come to work not like this Umar girl that we saw earlier. You have more than fifteen minutes to get to know the guy. Right. Uh, and you. You know, what, what, have a conversation? You talk about what you did this yeah, weekend? Yeah, we have a cup of coffee and, and you know, have a, have a muffin and then, you know. <laughs> and, and then we, we, we map out the scene. I always produced my own movies mm -hmm. and sometimes directed them. Mm -hmm. So um, I, w I was wearing a, a few different hats. And, um, yeah, I ended up... So was the idea for the masseuse, was that your whole idea? Yes, I loved the movie The Secretary. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I sat down with Paul Thomas, the... the co-director and we and we came up with this idea for this movie and and I just loved it because it's very erotic and I knew that women would love it mm -hmm. so okay so you are having a good time if it is your okay. husband not as much of a good time if it isn't your husband and do but, you but you have to be a good actress but you have to be a good, no, good actress and so as a as a as a female star you, you know you can fake an orgasm so you don't have to as a male star you cannot fake an erection so it's very important that they're good at what they do, I was or else that up there. But yes, <laughs> you cannot. Let Jenna. Nor can you fake as a male star. You can't fake um, the, the 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 big moment. Yeah, the <laughs> the best part. Yeah, you can't, you can't fake that either. Yeah, you can't. So that's why it's very important that you have guys that really know what they're doing, and and we make sure that we hire these guys because if if they are not good at what they do. Then you have to pay, pay your crew extra. You end up sometimes having and by to trash not the being, day. By, by not being good at what you do means what? What does that mean, Jenna? Uh, oh, wow. Uh, you just, you have to not care 
what the woman looks like. Because sometimes you're not going to be with someone that you necessarily find attractive. You have to be able to just think about it in your head, make it happen, get it over with, let's all go home and be with our families. Okay. <laughs> Today, Jenna Jameson, the biggest porn star in the world, is a retired stay-at-home mom with two baby boys. And here's what life is like now for Jenna. All the most important things in my life are here, including my children. Jenna says her lucrative career in the porn industry finances her lavish lifestyle. These are Salvador Dali original paintings. Probably one of the best things I've ever bought in my entire life. This is my Fender guitar that was made especially for um, Aerosmith, who uh, took it out on tour. That's me, and that's my tattoo that's on my buttocks. This is something that I've always wanted my entire life, is something of this caliber. The amazing waterway, all the beautiful boats. On a typical day, you can find Jenna at home juggling her seven-month-old twins, Jesse and Journey. Journey because it took Jenna 10 years to get pregnant. The moment you become a porn star, you will always be a porn star for the rest of your life. I knew that I was gonna be a mother having to answer those questions. I don't know exactly what I'm going to say to my sons, but I do know that I want them to understand that their mother loves them. I don't worry about what people think. I worry about what my sons think. Although she's living her dream, Jenna says her life hasn't always been glamorous. I um, had a lot of major, major problems in my life. A lot of abuse, a lot of, a lot of terrible things happened to me. But playing by the rules of the porn business, she reached the top of her game. In the adult industry, we have to deal with so much judgment. When I very first started the adult films, I, the most important thing was having a boob job. I've had my breasts done quite a few times. Don't do it. The biggest mistake I ever made. So I got them completely reduced. Constantly having to, to tan and wax and shave and uh, tattoo your eyebrow. I mean, it is a nonstop monsterization of your body. <laughs> it really is. Interesting. So what are your regrets? Do you have any? I never live my life with any kind of regret, but of course I think that there are a few nights where I, I lay my head down and I wonder whether or not I made the right decisions. About what, getting into the industry? Getting into the industry because I know how incredibly capable I am. Mm -hmm. But I, I know that... Capable to do other things. Of saying. doing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. At the time you chose this industry, did you think that this was one of the few things you could do? No. Or did you think that there were other options and this was just one you chose? I knew I had a lot of options, mm -hmm. but this was something that I excelled at, and I knew that I, I was going to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. and I was going to and be the person that I wanted to be. When you, when, when you said something you excelled at, you excelled at 
what? Being sexual, knowing how it's to use that It's not necessarily sex. about sex. I have always been a businesswoman, and mm -hmm. I knew I was going to be able to build an extremely big company mm -hmm. and uh, make a lot of money and, and retire early mm -hmm. and have the family that I always wanted. Mm -hmm. but, but, but I did notice that on that tape, Jenna, that you got a little teary, a little momentarily teary, mm -hmm. thinking about what it is you will say to your sons of about course. your prior life. And I thought it was very interesting how you said, once a porn star, always a porn star. I heard you tell the producers, you know, if you're 70 years old in a nursing home or 90 years old in the nursing home. People don't have to go to the nursing home at 70 They'll be like, anymore. No, yeah, she's a porn star. Oh, she used to be a porn star. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, I and think then you might be proud to pull out a uh, <laughs> Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I, it, it's kind of wishy-washy for me because I, I do deal with a lot, of, a lot of women loving me but secretly hating me. Hmm. And as a mother... But you just said on the tape you didn't care what other people thought. But as a mother, I care about how they treat my children. Okay. And, and you know, I, I know that I'll be at PTA meetings and, and mothers will be like, hmm, maybe I don't want my children to go to her, her house. I don't know the about their children. Are. They really don't want their husbands coming. <laughs> I don't think I have a problem with the children, but I don't want my husband to take the children over to her house. But uh, I've been retired for uh, quite a long time. I, I haven't done a movie in over five years. Um, I officially retired last year. And, um, Do you miss it? No. No? No, not in any way. Okay, so when you look back at those years, what you were able to create with your business, your enterprise, are you proud? I'm so proud. You are proud. I'm so proud. I, I, I feel like I, I made it happen. I made it happen, and I love who I am. I love that I can look back and say I did it my way. Okay. Well, we have uh, on Skype, we're joined on Skype, this is Violet Blue, who is a sex columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. Now, uh, she wrote a groundbreaking article for O Magazine called Eyes Wide Open, based on her book, The Smart Girl's Guide to Porn. Now, Violet has reviewed thousands of adult videos and online websites for more than 10 years. What's interesting is I, I remember you know, because I read everything that is in O Magazine since it has my name on it. And as I recall, I remember at the very end of what you had written in the corner, there were uh, suggested, um, you know, titles. And, yes. I, I, and, I, and I recall that it was uh, Jenna's movie. Mm -hmm. The Masseuse. Jenna Jameson. Yeah, Jenna Jameson's movie, uh, The Masseuse, that you had also recommended as one of your favorite picks, correct? Absolutely, yes. So, and I liked it so much because of the sexual chemistry. And it also is a really, really popular pick for women in general because of the chemistry with Jenna and her husband. Mm -hmm. And also because there's so many layers to it. It's more erotica than porn. Yeah, I remember you saying it in that article that you actually wanted to know what the ending was going to be, which people yeah. are usually not watching to see what the ending's <laughs> going to be. <laughs> so, so tell us, how do you define the difference? You define the difference between porn and erotica. Is there a difference? There is absolutely a difference. Generally speaking, the difference between porn and erotica is that porn is something that is a graphic sexual image that conjures up an animalistic reaction in you. You like it or you don't. 
Erotica also is graphic sexual imagery, but it has an extra component or several extra components that resonate with the viewer, be it artistic, be it passionate, be it something that emotionally engages you, be it something that uh, parlays into a fantasy that you have about sexuality or the way that you relate to the people on screen. So it's layered. So, okay, that's what I was gonna ask. You just answered it. Erotica is more layered. So, right. And so would, in most cases, have a deeper storyline, but erotica doesn't necessarily have to be about a story, correct? Not necessarily. It could be a sexual fantasy that a woman identifies with very strongly. It could be something that's beautiful and artistic. It could be a personal projection of the sexual fantasy that you want to see yourself as. So it doesn't necessarily revolve around, oh, erotica is something with a story. It could be something that's just really beautiful or just something that's really arousing and intellectually engaging. So in O Magazine, which is just really one of the best magazines out there, if I must say, <laughs> uh, several years ago, we had done this story about how surprised you would be at who is really watching and who is buying, buying porn. Who is buying porn and watching? You know, it's, it's really the average woman who's watching and buying porn. And you cited the, the one in three women. That's a Nielsen net rating statistic from 2007. And it's interesting because that's an internet statistic. Yeah. And the internet has really made it possible for the average woman to peruse porn in privacy, in safety, and on her own terms. And I think what's also really important in that part of the conversation is that women can engage with other women about porn online as well. So women are talking about it to each other. And I think that's really exciting. What I like to see is the setting, the tension before anything happens. Take it from prom, you know, you're behind up. Yeah, you're so you're up and then down yeah, into the shot. Action! Lori Moore, also known as Sky Blue, is the creative director and executive producer of Playgirl. She's directed more than 500 movies. Look at one another, look in each other's eyes. She's one of the few women in this multi-billion dollar industry who works behind the camera. Cheat your face to the left a little. A lot of the performers today that come in, they've never been directed. It's just pizza guy, knock on the door. Hi, here's your pizza. Boom, there goes his pants and she's on her knees. Lori creates erotica that appeals to women and couples. A lot of kissing and a lot of eye contact before you start moving anywhere else. Touch your back, Erin, and smile like, aww. So that's the part about my job that I like the most, is getting those two people to be there for me, be there for the camera, and connect with one another. Look at how pretty her hairline is, and you're going to touch it with your fingertips. Real nice. Not, not, don't mash her head back. Use your fingertips, bro. More sweet. I have yeah. always maintained and run a respectable business in an unrespected arena. And cut. That was uh, WeTV's Secret Lives of Women, airing Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central. I love that. Don't mash your head all the way back. <laughs> yeah, it's not a cantaloupe. Uh, <laughs> so what, are you, what do you, have you discovered Violet, that women are liking about porn and the reason why um, so many more women are being more open about it? Well, women historically have had anxiety about viewing porn, and that's, that's made their experience 
where they look at porn and they pick out the pieces that they like and they just sort of do away the, with the rest that they don't like. And what they're finding now is that they're identifying with the sexual fantasies that they're seeing on screen and that fantasy woman that's on screen, like Jenna Jameson. I think every woman desires to be that projected fantasy of the porn star for their lover. They like the idea of being the most desired, most satisfied woman on the planet, a woman that's getting what she wants, and they want to share those experiences with their partner. And that's where this porn starts to resonate for them, porn that's made by women for women. The New York Times did a whole, uh, mm -hmm. New York Times Magazine did a big, I'm sure you read that, what women most want in mm -hmm. a sexual relationship. And, and, and the, the answer was, was to be desired. The desire. desire itself is such a big turn on. Would you all agree? They're all Absolutely. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it's yeah. hard for any woman to, to say, yes, I want to be like a porn star. I don't think that's really what it's about. It's, it's about when you're on the, in that one-on-one -on -one experience and you're looking at your man and you know you're so ultimately desired by him. It's yeah. not about a porn star. It's not about a movie. It's about that, that primal thing that you have. And I seriously think that watching movies can allow you to be free with yourself and be and feel beautiful and make it happen. I know, Violet, you had said in the article that you did for O several years ago that you thought that from all the, the you know, years of research that this is erotica is, is a good tool for women. Tell me why. Erotica is a tool in any woman's sexual arsenal that I think is as fantastic a tool a sex toy that can be as reliable as a woman's vibrator. I didn't expect that answer, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. I mean, thank you for putting it so concisely. <laughs> yes, yes. I think Jenna really nailed it, though. I mean, a lot of women, they do identify with the projected idea of being a porn star, and that is a turn-on to a be A porn so star in their own relationship is what you were saying, right? Exactly. exactly. They don't necessarily want the same body or life history as a porn performer, but they want the same sexual experiences. And what's been missing is the permission for them to do so. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Violet. Nice talking to you. Well, this has all been very interesting, this show, for me. Has it been for you all? <laughs> Has it been for you all? Really, that's, that's great. And how many of you knew who Jenna Jameson was? That Look, is they're, they're more honest now. Now, that <laughs> now they've gotten, they're like, well, you're acting like you didn't know. I know you knew. I know. You didn't know? You didn't know, sir. OK. All right. Thank you, Jenna, really, for coming here. And all the best with your new boys, Jesse Thanks. and Journey, the best. And as I started out saying at the beginning of the show, you may not be one of the one out of three women going online looking at porn, but according to the stats, your friends and neighbors are. So the next time you're in a conversation with your girlfriends, just ask them, hey, do you ever watch porn? <laughs> do you ever watch? I know what, don't call it porn. Say, do you ever look at erotica? <laughs> and see what happens. Bye, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening. <laughs>